Welcome to End Time Chronicles. My name is Brandon Vita. I am your host. and It is February 1st, 2020. I just thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, and today we're going to talk about faith. What it is, how we get it, and what it means in a believer's life. So far, we look back this past January. Uh, we've made it to February uh, in 2020. And we've seen already earthquakes, the coronavirus in Wuhan. We've seen fires in Australia. We've seen the plague of locusts that is in Africa. We see that Donald Trump and Jared Kushner have proposed a peace plan for the Middle East, which is all just signs of the end, signs that Jesus spoke of, the speaking of the beginning of sorrows. And I just wanted just to point that out because, you know, we can't have our heads in the sand. We need to understand the times we're living in. We need to uh, discern the times. You know, Jesus told the Pharisees when Jesus was on the earth that you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern this time, the time of your visitation. And I say today as being watchmen and watching for our Lord, that we would see and understand the times we're living in. So, but today I want to talk about faith. I want to talk about what it is, how we get it, and what it means in a believer's life. Hebrews 11 tells us in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. I just want to open up in prayer as we read the word and discuss faith. Father God, I just thank you for Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that, that you sent your Son because you loved the world. You loved the world. You valued it that you sent your own Son to die on a cross, to take our punishment, our hell. And, Lord, that he rose from the, from the, from the grave in three days and overcame death and hell. Father, I ask today that you give us wisdom and understanding and faith. Lord, teach us what it is and show us how it works in our life. And Lord, how we must have it, Lord, to please you. So Lord, I just thank you and I ask that you bless everyone that's listening. And I pray, God, that you would continue to pour your love and strength and hope in every believer's life that's listening. Lord, I just thank you. And we just glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This scripture, I can read it over and over and over and over again. 
It is so powerful. And if we can grasp it, we can understand what it is. Now, faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is a substance, it's an assurance of what we hope. It's, it is, it is anything like, like having a faith in somebody, believing that they will do what they say they will do, either though you don't see it. And that is what faith is. It is also the evidence of things not seen. It is the evidence, literally, it's our evidence. Our faith is our evidence that there's things that we do not see. And it says in verse 3, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So by faith we see that the things that were made were not made by things that were seen. Because the things that are seen cannot make the things that are seen. But the things that are unseen, which is God, who is spirit, created the world, the foundations of the world. And we have faith in that. God gave us his word so that we would have faith that he would accomplish it, that he would perform it. And all through the scriptures, especially in the Gospels, when Jesus was on the earth, Jesus constantly talked about faith. He talked about faith to his disciples, to those that were listening to him. Because it's faith that pleases God. Because you're hoping, you're putting full assurance in God. You're believing him. I like to almost use the word faith and believing almost interchangeably because to believe, to believe what God says and what God is doing, you have to have assurance of your hope in that. And it's a proving of things not seen. You're literally proving it by your faith that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And that is powerful. We have to get this. We look at verse 4. And it says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. By it, he being dead yet speaks. By faith Enoch was translated, and he should not see death. And he was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now Abel had faith that his sacrifice was going to be pleasing to the Lord. And it was counted to him as righteousness. It was a witness that he was righteous. And God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, after Cain killed him, yet speaks. And by faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him, or translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now we look 
Uh, also, in another place in Hebrews, it talks about how we cannot even please God without faith, without completely having full assurance of who he is. And we have to come with that hope, with that faith, with that evidence, with that assurance that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. I say that again, that we have faith, that we hope that he does what he says he's going to do. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith or assurance of who God is, it doesn't even please him. If we lack faith and we doubt, it doesn't please God. God says that we have to have faith that we can come to him and must believe that he is who he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Every day we fight the fight of faith. We don't fight against sin. Sin was dealt with at the cross. We fight the fight of faith, the believing, the hoping, because that's what comes against us. That's what the enemy tries to bring, steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy our faith. He wants to take it away. He wants us to doubt God. He wants us to to, to, to see that God is not uh, who, he, who he says he is. And he said that to Eve. He said, did God really say? And it caused doubt in Eve. It caused doubt. And then soon unbelief. Throughout the scriptures, Jesus, as he walked on the earth, he did many signs, wonders, and miracles. He, in the miracles he did, most of them were because people believed. They believed God. They believed who he was, that he was the son of God, that he could perform it. And by that, they were healed. And this is so important through our our having faith in everyday life in God, that he takes care of us, that we're anxious for nothing, that we can believe him to take care of us. Now again, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to come and steal away our faith, destroy it, and kill it. Take it away. This is spiritual warfare. To fight the good fight of faith. And being faithful unto the end. And what is the end? That he shall endure to the end shall be saved. And the end is when we see Jesus face to face. When he says good. Come into the joy of the Lord good and faithful servant. That's what I long to hear. Faithful. Being faithful to the end. And that is how as we read down Hebrews 11, that all these men of God, through faith, 
and their hope in God, they did things that were unbelievable. Unbelievable. They, it, it was, it, it's amazing. For Enoch had such faith in God that God took him, translated him, removed him from the earth, took him to heaven. I mean, wow. He walked with God. And we see because of faith, he, he walked with God. We see with Abraham that God said to take your one and only son, Isaac, take him up and sacrifice him. And Abraham, I'm sure, must have wrestled with this. But he did it. He went up, tied his son down, Isaac, and took a knife and was about to kill his son when the Lord stopped him and said that he had had great faith. He had great faith. He believed God. And he took him by his word. And he obeyed. Obedience is the offspring of faith. Through our faith we obey. And in that we walk with God. Our obedience to what God's word says it's, and, and that really truly is a challenge to us because what we see, what he says, the things he commands, if we believe and truly have faith, we obey. And that rocks. That rocks me. Because it's his word. And we need to have faith to obey. I want to please God. And God said that you have to have faith to please him. It's impossible. It's impossible to please God without faith. And again, it's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So how do we get faith? Do we lack it? Are we sufficient in it? Does God give it? Are we born with it? But unless God draws you to himself, we can't even activate faith in our lives. God proves his word and the things that we see right now, looking outside in the window and seeing the sunset, seeing the trees, seeing the birds, we see that God made it and that's evidence of our faith that's evidence that God made it Romans 10 starting in verse 5 for Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law that the man which does those things shall live by them But righteousness, which is a faith, speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh to thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. 
that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how should they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It, it is literally the prescription of uh, how we believe on the Lord and how we're saved. And it begins to say that, you know, we don't call upon God, to, Jesus, to come down from heaven. That is, to, you know, to bring him down or to bring him up from the dead. But it is nigh unto us. It is in our heart that we believe of what he did. For Jesus is not on the earth right now. So we believe when it is preached. And when the word of God is preached, faith comes because we believe. And when we believe, we believe in our heart and it's counted to us as righteousness because we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul continues to say, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So, faith comes by hearing, and hearing of the word of God. Faith is increased by hearing the word of God. This is how we increase our faith is by reading the word. We must read the word. It literally will give us faith, strong faith, if we do and obey. So what does it mean in a believer's life? How does faith come in and how do we use it? Faith again is impossible to please God without faith. We must please God. And it's only by faith. We're saved by faith. We believe by faith. We believe what he says. So every day that we trust God in things, our finances, uh, in our healing, in our anxiousness, in despair, we believe that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. It's as simple as that. He said it's simple faith. It's simple, simple faith. I want to go over to 
2 Corinthians chapter 11. Again, I want to go over how the, the enemy and his wiles will try to kill, kill, steal, and destroy our faith. And as it says in uh, verse 1, it says, Would to God ye would bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through a subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, the gospel of Christ is simple. There's a simplicity of it. And it's believing him, having faith in what he says. Now, he was saying how the enemy came and beguiled Eve. He tried to take away the word, causing her to doubt. And he's, there's a warning here that he says that through, so that our, their minds would be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. It's simple faith, faith in the gospel, the true gospel, the apostolic gospel. Jesus said to his disciples who were doubting at the time, because they asked Jesus, give us more faith, give us more faith. And Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, the smallest seed, if you just had enough faith, you could take, say to this mountain to be moved into the sea and it will, it will do it. He was showing them how little faith they had in him and how we were supposed to believe everything. And it, I almost see it like Jesus saying, if you just even knew if you just even knew, if you just believed a little bit, if you just had enough faith, just a little bit, that you would see the glory. You would see glorious things. And and you, I mean, this is just so, we got to get this. I mean, why do we doubt so much? Why do we have unbelief? Though maybe we don't understand the trials that we're going through or tribulation we're going through or we're offended or we're, we're hurt and then our faith begins to dwindle. Maybe we're asking God, where are you? Maybe you feel dry. Maybe you feel like you haven't felt that embrace by him. But he does those things. He allows trials to come into our life to increase our faith, to increase it so that we would not just believe, but know. Paul said, I know who I'm believed. I know. And that's what he wants us to get to is to know and to know him, to believe him and have full assurance of faith coming to his throne of grace that we would receive of him, knowing that he is a, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
This is, we got to get this. This is powerful. And through all the things that Christ has done and performed miracles, many believed in him and they were healed. They were delivered. And they came to him believing that he was the son of God. So I want to close out in prayer. And I want to pray that God would increase our faith. And that's through hearing of the word of God. Father, we come before you. We call upon the name of the Lord. And Lord, we ask you. Lord, as we read your word, you would increase our faith. And Lord, where we have doubted and had unbelief, we repent. And Lord, we believe you. We believe that you're going to do what you say. The promises you've given us, that you will perform it. And you will perform perform what you started in us and perform it to the end. That we'd be blameless before that day. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this discussion in faith. And I pray, Lord, that we understood and that we have understanding of faith. And Lord, I just pray, knowing that you are in your reward of those who diligently seek you. And it's through obedience that faith is perfected. Again, through obedience faith is perfected so Lord we thank you and we love you and Lord we ask you to continue to do what you're doing in us in Jesus name be glorified Lord amen this is end time chronicles